Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3Cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. And we are here to talk about two comics that come out uh, on the 14th of November, 2023. Starting with Outsiders, number one, written by your friends and mine, the Hacktivist Boys, Don't Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. Illustrated by Robert Carey. We're contractually obligated to call them the Hive Mind. Uh, no, I refuse. They will be the hacktivist guys forever. Um, similarly, if I ever meet Alyssa Milano, I will say, oh, I loved hacktivist. Even though I did not read hacktivist. That's the first thing you'd say if you ever met Alyssa Milano. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I guess what else would you say? <laughs> does, does, does like stuttering and drooling count? Because I'd probably do that first. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, is that a word? <laughs> I'd say, how did you feel when James Gunn named the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy ship after you? <laughs> she would say, how dare you speak to me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Hacktivist Guys wrote this book. Uh, in Lad's chat, Vince said that he can't wait to talk about this book. So <laughs> let's just roll out the red carpet for Vince right now and say... <laughs> Go for it, bud. I can't remember the last time I hated a comic this much. Yeah, you can. You said when you did. You did say so in last chat. When I said maybe. I said maybe. The, this, the... I, I, you have to hate Wildcats more than this. No. That's no, no, my no. note, too, Zach. There's no way that he hates this more than Wildcats. Yeah. No, this is worse. This is worse than. No, no it's not. No, you it's need not. to reread Wildcats. <laughs> I promise you, you need to reread Wildcast. This is not good, but it's not as bad as that. But it's, my literal it, note says, uh, "This is bad, but isn't as bad as Vince says." <laughs> it's it's it does suck that DC just can't get Wildstorm right. I think a strong case needs to be made that Jim Lee just needs to revert ownership of the Wildstorm IP back to Image so that. Someone so that Rob Liefeld can do great things with it. <laughs> no, no. So that someone cool can do something with it over there. Uh, it, ju- it just needs to be divorced from the the DCU. The, okay. the best the best thing it had going was being its own imprint by the now canceled uh, yeah. Warren Ellis. I mean yeah. that yes. was that was easily the best Wildstorm we've gotten in. What? Well, some of the I, I think we all kind of liked like the Steve Orlando Midnighter stuff. And, yes, but yeah, but and like but, the Morrison Authority stuff was interesting. But but I, all that I was absolutely... sort of tangential to an actual story, whereas like the the yeah. Wildstorm was a story. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I uh, I agree that there have been times that that these characters sprinkled into the DCU has worked uh, like a couple times when they, when they got good creators like Orlando or Morrison to do it. But like, well, that's that the is key, a, that's the key problem here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that's, that's also, that's also a drop in the bucket compared to all of the other bad or suboptimal stuff that has been published with Wildstorm in the, in the DCU. Like, well, and, those but, are two exceptions also, like, be, in the sea of, Crap. I mean, there was a lot of bad Wildstorm stuff too when it was separate from the DCU. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yes. For, yes. Yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like so, most of it, probably. Probably, yeah. And it really like Wildstorm has only ever been good when like top tier talent is on it. Um mm-hmm. yeah, which is I guess I guess that's anything, but like the- No, because I, I I just feel like there are there are plenty of examples of 
mediocre runs by good creators or good runs by mediocre creators. But when it comes to Wildstorm, there is like I don't think there's ever been mediocrity in Wildstorm. Yeah, it's, it's only ever it's like it's like best comics ever made or or just, unreadable. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, this is unreadable. I hate to say. <laughs> well, um, I I would not. I actually think that this is this kind of falls in mediocre for me. Oh man. So oh and okay I I'm I have a, like a hard time settling on like how I feel about this because it really does come down to like. There is like a a kernel of an idea here that if it was done by a stronger or okay, I'm I I am gonna feel really bad if I just like shit on the hacktivist guys this whole time. Um, I'm not because that's about that's I feel like that's what I'm about to do and like like that just feels icky to me. But like m- my feeling on this is that like there's an idea of them doing planetary in the DCU and, and really just kind of doing wild storm shit generally. But like, it's, it's like an echo of planetary and it is doing like multiversely multiversal things. And so like there, there's an idea of a story of like the blueprint of planetary happening in the DCU and it being kind of like a weird pseudo sequel to planetary. Like, I don't think that's a bad idea. Like if, if Warren Ellis or someone had like set up that idea and, and ran with it, I, I know I probably would have gone with it. And I think the cast is reasonably inspired for that too. It's just like the way it's done is just so middle of the road, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, 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 so planetary was a thing that like was a commentary on the history of comics, essentially. Yeah. And this is, as would be expected from the hacktivist guys who are just guns for hire that DC and Marvel use when they need to crap out miniseries these days. It's, it's, planetary in name only with none of the it's all superficial classic pino yeah <laughs> what was that just our just our in name only recurring joke. oh <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and and so like part of me resents this comic for that because yes don't don't do planetary if you're gonna give it to these like yeoman guys that 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 don't write i mean this this sound this sounds kind of insulting but they don't write like thoughtful comics right they write like like um they write like disposable street level kind of junk you know and it can be entertaining I mean, it can even be good for what it is sometimes, but they don't write comics that are like what planetary is, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so don't do kind it. Kind of like the anti-planetary. Yeah. Yes, they are. You know what this book reminds me of? This book reminds me of like the C-tier Netflix action movies that like the Russo brothers shit out when they 
have like three months to spare. You know, this is like that. This is like that uh, action movie that uh, Thor was in that nobody remembers that was on Netflix for, you know, and everyone talked about it for like a day and that was it. Um, it, it just feels the, 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 the book, the comic starts off with Kate Kane, like wandering through some nondescript, uh, like desolate village or something. And like the setting could not matter less. But there's, then but there's Luke, all that stylized text telling you all about that setting. Yeah. Which, which just, if you can read that and give a shit about any of that, especially when it ends with <laughs> entry Waller Amanda yet, yet again, uh, this intrusive, every bad book has to involve Amanda Waller in some way. <laughs> he is the intrusive thought of the DC universe. Yes. We just, yes. We, we don't, we don't want to think about her, but she keeps showing up. Yeah. But I just, I, I couldn't get over how much this, the scene, like, didn't matter where it was taking place or what was good. Like they had, they Kate Kane's wandering around Luke Fox finds her. They dump the exposition of what the series is going to be about. And then some mercenary guys or some, you know, paramilitary guys show up and start firing uh, guns and they do their, their Batman thing and, and swoop away. Like so perfunctory is the, action set piece that kicks this whole thing off uh it, it couldn't possibly matter it only existed so that it wasn't just two characters standing in a room and talking you know yeah um yeah you're not wrong uh, the dialogue is so dumb in this thing and the next scene she she's introduced to lucius and i know this is just like a pleasantry but she says uh you should have been the one to meet me we would have got or you would have gotten a yes much faster she said yes right away to Luke Fox, basically. <laughs> like, right, yeah. It took like a page. Like, I mean, I, I know that's just like a cutesy thing for her to say, but it's just everything is so dumb. There's, there's like conspicuously censored swear words. There's multiple instances of characters saying like, we're, we're not superheroes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's another one of these books that is ashamed to be a superhero comic. And I, I cannot stand when comics do this. It's the same thing when we when we visited like the um the Wildcats book where it's like uh don't call her zealot because that would that sounds too much like a superhero code name or whatever. Or the or the Doom Patrol shit where they're in the Giffen book where it's like uh they have they have to like all be like a, a paramilitary um aesthetics versus like anything actually weird or you know, it's it's gotta it's gotta be like the night the um nineties X-Men or two thousand X-Men, whenever whatever it was, the singer stuff where they're ashamed to be in tights, you know. Uh for more I, I on just... Keith, Keith, Doom Patrol, go to patreon.com slash DC three cast. Yeah, there you go. I just can't I, I don't like these comics where everyone's embarrassed by the subject matter. And again, especially with a thing like Planetary, where Planetary was all about like Planetary was all about all the different weird genre stuff that superhero comics have done throughout the years. And this is like running away from that. Oh, I hated this so much. And drummer, like 
just all everything drummer says is this snarky ass shit like everything's this disaffected oh i'm i'm cooler i'm too cool for school ass dialogue i, I just can't the, the dialogue is, is really bad that's it gonna is. be like a recurring thing tonight i think uh, yeah yeah at least just on call- my part just call me just call me drummer don't call me the drummer because that sounds too much like a superhero that sh- she literally says that what she what they, they should have said was just it's just drummer it's cleaner Re- reference the social network while you're doing this there you go <laughs> sure why not i mean that's better than Do something. That's be- yeah, yeah right right oh and then and then the drum and then drummer says something about like <laughs> making fun of spandex fetishists you know Come the fuck on. Yeah, I mean, look, you're not wrong. Everything you've said has been more or less correct. I am somewhat of a Luke Fox uh, nerd. I like the character a lot. I think Kate Kane is an underused part of the Bat family. I'm happy they're doing stuff. I'm also happy that um, that there seems to be this idea of introducing more stories into the DC universe that aren't necessarily how do I want to put this like the idea of cataloging all the weird and the, all the historical stuff like I I dig that sort of stuff it doesn't not everything has to be a threat from right now there sure. can be this sort of bigger world building stuff I like that stuff that stuff's fun don't be ashamed um, of it then though I, I agree I agree and and to me more than just not being ashamed of it is just know what it is like that my biggest note with this is no no one on this book knows what this book is there is no i mean yes there are like that they're the planetary ties that if you've read planetary or you're aware of planetary you're, you you pick up on that stuff but it like takes great pains to remind you this is kind of a batman book but it's not a batman book it takes great pains to remind you that like you said vince like this is not it's not your mama's superhero comic but it kind of is it just feels it feels like this is a book where there's like five half ideas and they were all thrown together and no one took the time to make it into one actual idea. And you can tell it's a patchwork as you're reading it. I will say I liked the art by Robert Carey more than I thought I would. When I, I think I had seen some preview pages of this and just like gratuitously rolled my eyes around because I didn't love some of the preview pages. But there's one sequence, I guess it's when it's when they're in that like nondescript city where the action is happening ma- mainly in the dark. Uh-huh. There's a couple of really nice panels in there by Robert Carey. And I think that overall, you know, there, there are some, the faces get a little uncanny valley at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't like that. But in terms of the actual like action stuff, I thought, I thought some of it looked okay. Um, but yeah, I just think this is a sloppy book without a real focus. And everything that they do Every decision that is made is just the opposite of what I would make personally. You know, like the spaceship talking, saying I was a home to heroes. Come on now. Come on. This whole thing is just. It's just silly, but it doesn't want to be silly. It's well. So do we think is this like is this the same carrier from like Warren Ellis's authority? I don't see how it could be. Well, I know, but that is that I kind of it's like, why do you even go there if that's not what you're doing? And yeah, if not, exactly. like, who are they? Who are the heroes that right. they're referring to? You know what I mean? Like, 
I know exactly, we see like is... costumes of people and we see like century baby stuff. Um it's all just riffing on it's weird how it's I I know we see like the planetary guide at the end, but it's really rip, riffing on Ellis authority more so than uh planetary, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. All it did, it made me want to read that stuff again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, just one more note on the art, as long as you brought it up, Brian. I, I agree. There's some stuff that looks good. The the That sequence that you're talking about, it did remind me of like, um, it reminded me of like the Batman or something, the movie with like the, it was very moody. I can imagine like, you know, as you, you only see what you see because the, um, the the villains are like firing their guns, you know. Yes, it's kind of has a cool effect. Uh, that said, the book is littered with, and you know me, this is this is going to be one of my age old complaints that I always bitch about on this show. The book is littered with digital effects on top of the art that I just cannot stand. Like, uh, there there's like a solar flare when drummer is introduced because like the sun is behind them and there's like a there's like a digital rainbow like flare uh over them and i just think it i think that looks like shit there's a uh, in on the title page the jet is like blasting away from that city and everything yes. is digitally um blurred i hate that i i i think that looks like shit i think like Nothing looks better in comics than when someone just draws something, you know, radical idea. Yeah. Right. I mean, it worked for Kirby. I, well, I guess Kirby did. Well, now that I say that Kirby, <laughs> yeah. Kirby did some of that collage shit, you know, but, yeah. but that's not my favorite stuff Kirby's ever done. But what I'm saying is like, I, I, I do not like when comics do that. And this comic, it does way too much of that. It does. You know, when, when you have the, um, hologram of lucius fox it's always covered in this like digital ephemera shit i i just it's not for me i maybe there are people that are impressed by those effects or think that they're additive to to what the visuals of the book are going for i always think they stick out like a sore thumb um it really bugs me when artists do that anyway i've talked too much um No, I mean, I, I, I don't talk too much. You definitely did not talk too much. Um, but no, I, I just feel like you've said pretty much everything that has to be said. Um, I still think that you're being way too easy on Wildcats. I, to be honest, I just don't remember how bad it was. <laughs> I know, I know what I didn't like about that book was again how how ashamed it was to be a Wildcats book, and I remember thinking like. Grifter is the most annoying character I've ever, the most annoying uh, narrator or whatever we've ever had. But like, I don't really remember. You know, it it is weird how it's it seems that bias. Like, DC thinks that the takeaway from like the Wildstorm universe, especially like the early two thousand stuff, is like being ashamed of superheroes when that was like, for the most part, like pretty much straight up superheroes. You know? Yeah. Like, yes. Um, yeah, it wasn't being ashamed of superheroes as, as I recall it. It was it was 
yes, being edgy and mo- modernizing superheroes for the what was perceived as like the 2000 zeitgeist, right? Or, or, or late 90s or whenever it started. Yeah, um, yeah, late nineties was when it when it started. Yeah, the, well, yeah. The, when the when the, when the Alice like, stuff started, the yeah, Alice stuff, yeah, the stuff yeah, that yeah. the stuff that is specifically constantly being riffed on, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, like, and I could be misremembering things from that era, but I I never thought it was ashamed of being super heroics. It was just super heroics in a in a different way. In a di- like, it wasn't. It wasn't so snarky about like, you know. Everybody was still in spandex, like you know. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like the, they all right. had code names, you know, like or superhero names. Uh, yeah, they weren't telling one another. Don't, don't call me, don't call me a midnighter. That's uh, that sounds like a Batman ripoff, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. God. No, you're, It just it just boils my ass so much because and it shouldn't. It's just comics, right? But like I can deal with a bad comic, but I can't deal with a bad comic that also is like we're we're too good for this. <laughs> no, you're not. I agree with that. Yeah. There there are actual good comics whose whose name you are besmirching and, and <laughs> you're 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 attempt to whatever do whatever you're doing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i need to read I, I, oh man i just need to reread planetary i don't remember the last time i reread it it's time maybe maybe that'll be our next uh interlude oh uh, he's canceled but folks i'm sorry i can't uh can't support uh, that <laughs> we'll just call him the author <laughs> yeah we'll just, that's what we'll do uh that works for me sure all right, let's he, talk. He is, and and it's his own damn fault. We everyone gave him the the cleanest path to be uncanceled, and he just yeah. chose to not be. <laughs> didn't didn't they literally like like somebody literally laid out like this is exactly what you got to do, and then he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, we all wanted to keep reading Warren Ellis comics <laughs> so badly that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We are the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice monthly podcast. I'm Jamin. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. Well, let's talk about a different disappointing comic. Let's talk about Speed Force number one, folks. Yeah, I want Brian to go off on this because this is I feel this is the thing that I mean, you've been talking about some incarnation of this for, like for I think like as long as I've known you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's written by Jarrett Williams, illustrated by Danielle DeNucleo. Nucolo. and um first of all I, I i if i were you know if you asked me to write a book about the flash characters i wouldn't limit it to just these two but i think it's a fine decision it's cool 
my biggest note on this, and I think I want to say this first because I think this will this will color how I how you folks understand how I feel about this. This feels like one of the DC Webtoons collaborations, mm-hmm. but trying to have modern continuity in it. And those two things shouldn't go together. You either should be telling a story set in modern continuity or do a kind of all ages fun romp that feels at the webtoon stuff. This feels like an, uh, the the bastard child of both of those things. And I think neither one really works because of that. That's where I'm starting from here. Does that sound somewhat reasonable to you guys? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I was confused as to why the only reason you see that Cy Spurrier stuff, the stuff from 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 his run, I can't remember the name of that uh, villain. What, what's the name of that villain? The, the like spiky. Who knows? There's well, no I don't really know. Do we no, know yet? I don't. I've, I've still do, only read yes. the first issue. It's in the first issue. It um, is okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um. I was really. Uh, other than to specifically say, hey, this is in continuity, there's no reason for that to be in here. And it's kind of confusing how it's delivered, especially considering that's not... It's played up as this major flash event that's going on in their lives, and they move on from it incredibly quickly to get yes. to this other stuff. And it de- Until it, it gets kind of brought back up at the end again in a way that also doesn't make sense, really. Yeah, and I can't even recall what your what I know I know that's true, but I couldn't tell you because the the villain at the end has Music Meister, right? Y- yeah, has this has like it's on the screens of like all the TVs in the place. Oh that's yeah, stupid which app. like yeah. doesn't yeah, which doesn't I don't I don't understand why. I guess I'm not making the connection there. Yeah. Um, it's implied that they're connected, but it doesn't make any sense how they could or would be. Yes. No. And, and I'm sure and, if you ask Cy Spurrier how they're connected, he'd say, who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's no way Cy Spurrier has any idea what's happening in this. Movie. It's really interesting to compare this, like the connection between Flash and Speed Force, to the connection between Wonder Woman and Amazon's attack. Oh, that's a good call. That yeah. is a good call. Yeah. Because it feels like very similar, like synergy stuff that DC is trying to do. Yes. But I would argue that like Amazon, Amazon's attack did a really good job at that, and this does a really bad job. Yeah, at that. And I would say the music meister bit controlling these controlling people uh, by manipulating music apps uh, all across the world, like that's a compelling idea, completely divorced from anything else going on with the Flash. Like mm-hmm. if you wrote, if you wrote that, that's, that's to kind of echo Brian's point that if you wrote just a mini, that was a music of uh, like a fun music meister story involving this music app or whatever it is, there's a way to do that to make a fun disposable mini for all ages or whatever. The, yeah, this comes yeah. off as a, a little <laughs> bit confusing in, in, in that it's supposed to connect, but it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and maybe it will, but also like, do we even do we even want it to, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna argue this almost this feels more like a Titans adjacent book than a Flash adjacent book. Well, it does have characters like um 
what's his name show up pretty it has, early on. It's not it's, it's not gold, gold balls. balls. It is gold <laughs> balls. Yeah, no, no, it's roundhouse. Roundhouse. It's, gold balls. it's roundhouse. That's we gold call balls. we call him gold balls because let's yeah. be honest, he's gold balls. He's gold balls. Uh, and it also has uh um Connor Kent. It has maybe the uh, worst rendering of Connor Kent in artistic history, by the way. Well, that first has, panel of Connor Kent is ugly. Uh, well, you, I mean, you're not you're not a manga guy. I mean, that no. is a that is a specific face that. Yes, well, it is. It's, it's, it's a manga face, but it's also not a very well done manga face. <laughs> yeah, yeah looking it's, at it is pretty. It's pretty <laughs> gross. It's terrible. But that, but that is some there is that is. That is a specific manga character too. I can't yeah. tell you who. I can't think of it, but like that is clearly modeled after some specific manga character. That doesn't make uh, it good. I'm just saying, like that's clearly what's they're going. Yeah, for. I, I agree. Agree. But yeah. it also has like Masimenos and like referencing Titans which East. It, yeah, which is a ti- yeah. Teen Titans animated series char- uh, set of characters. Massimino saying, "Are they? Mm-hmm. Okay, I th- for some reason I guess I thought that they had been in in other stuff, but they were they okay, were in a couple. They were in a couple issues of like John Zara Teen Titans, but they that's started. What in I'm the, thinking of, okay, they started in the in the Teen Titans animated uh, series. Interesting. Okay, so uh, yeah, it feels like more like a like general Teen Heroes of the DCU book to me mm-hmm. than a than a Flash specific book. Sure." Um, the thing I got it like the dialogue is just a, a, oh it's so bad like it's unbearable like I know that people do talk like this but I like I don't think anyone does it to this degree and like this excessively and unbearably you know like and if they do I don't want to be around those people <laughs> well they're I all don't... like they all talk like tiktokers basically yeah uh-huh. Yeah, but like they're but like TikTokers who are just always on, you know, yeah. like that's they're influencers that they're always on and they should be put in prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was like so cringy and unbearable to read. Um, not not to speak ill of the recently deceased, but I I, I really this all this was missing was like ten Keith Giffen schways that don't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. To, to really sound even worse like this is atrocious dialogue just utterly utterly atrocious um yeah big and, big hello fellow fellow kids fellow teens yeah however the quote goes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> however the meme goes uh, i i also feel like it and, and I hate when I say this, and I've said this a number of times in the show, and I always preface it with I hate when I say this, because I think that you can do certain characters different ways. These didn't particularly feel like the Wallace and Avery we've spent time with before. Yeah, no, they don't. And uh, it's, it's not even a compelling new version of those characters. It's just an annoying new version of those characters. Yeah. And in addition to the dialogue being bad, the dialogue is bad in a, in a way that we don't really see at DC that often. So like, there's a part where they're talking about this app, the, the name the name of which I cannot be arsed to look up. It's um, Symphony. Symphony, yeah. Symphony. Which is also not, it should be missing some letters in there, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's spelled, it's spelled with two E's at the end, but really, like, if they wanted to be 
uh, accurate, it would be missing letters that you think it, should be there. It would be like S N F O E E. What? Yeah, whatever yeah. you say. Sure. Yeah. Which but, I assume it's supposed to be like a Spotify knockoff, yes, but yes, it's actually exactly. like more like a like a weird AI driven music project or something. Well, so like, so the, here's what I was gonna say. So the, we find that out at the end, but one of the characters in a total. Uh, we have to get this exposition across in the limits of possible. Goes, hey, you know, I've never seen any of the symphony artists perform live. Uh-huh. One's like, oh yeah, we haven't seen that either. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. It's just such bad dialogue. Um, I do think that's that is that is something that we're gonna have in real life, right? We are gonna have probably um, like SoundCloud entirely made by AI. Oh and, yeah, if we haven't and, already, like who yeah, who knows who's Yeah. Know. Well, you know, it's fun. It's funny. I listen to um when I'm going to sleep and and like have trouble sleeping, sometimes I put on uh, Ap- <laughs> I should try that. Um <laughs> I I put on Apple Music has some like uh you know, basically their version of, of lo fi beats to study to or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and I really like that stuff for falling asleep. You know, it's very yeah. like, it's very sure. calming. Yep. Yep. But, but when I listen to it, I go, first of all, all the names are obviously like made up of the artists. Like they sound like, they sound like fake. They sound like this. They sound like these symphony artists. Um, And I do think like this could just be AI. So there's like a hundred songs on this playlist and like half of them sound exactly the same <laughs> to my ears. Um, So it's probably already happening. Like you said. Um, but no, this, so this was not good, um, just to get my two cents in here a little bit, but, um, I will take a dozen of these over one outsiders. And I will tell you that it's entirely just due to the energy that it gives off. So you guys are all right about the dialogue. It's not good. The plot confusing and not compelling, uh, especially given that it's trying to and failing to tie into the greater DCU stuff. You're correct. The characters don't really necessarily feel like the characters, but give me this energy. I'm not, and I'm not saying the book is good at all. Like don't, don't do not, you know, mistake what I'm saying here. I just think like, it's a wonderful contrast uh, on the same episode that we're talking about outsiders because here's a comic that's not ashamed at all to be goofy and bright and colorful. And uh, it doesn't make it good, but it's so much easier. Like, I, it's just so much easier to read a comic. See, like I this. disagree so much with that. Uh, because here's why. I think that Outsiders, you could make the case. It, it's, it's, a, it's a flawed case that they're going for something. That they're, they're, making a, they're swinging for the fences with Outsiders. No, they miss, but they're, they're swinging. They're not even swinging. No. This I is an attempt. I do think they're. I think they're swinging. Yeah. This is an attempt. Way no, too much. This credit. is an attempted bunt that gets missed. Like it's they're going for the lowest possible thing, and they still fuck it up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I will agree with you there, but I think you're really overestimating what what uh, outsiders is not swinging. I mean, it's, they. I think they are. They're. They. I think they are. They're swinging for both, like. A planetary sequel. They're not and like a big, but that's what they're aiming for. Clearly, uh-uh. Uh-uh. yeah, they are. No, they're they're saying 
hey, we thought planetary was cool. We're just, we're gonna use this stuff. They're not trying to make a planetary sequel. I think I I I then I think they they are doing this is uh, Outsiders is the hacktivist guys doing Doomsday Clock. Oh God! <laughs> Don't make me defend Jeff Johns here, but even he, I mean, he has a vision. This is the button. No, come on. The the it's planetary guide is the it. button. The planetary the guide is the button. The planetary guide is the button. Yeah. The drummer. 100%. The drummer. The drummer. I feel the drummer in my pocket. Yeah. Um I We're just going to agree to disagree on this cuz it's, it's it's semantics anyway. I I understand what you guys are saying. Yes, they're doing a new planetary book that uses all this planetary wildstorm stuff. Yes. But in my mind, like a sequel or whatever you want to call it, you can't just do the action figures part. You have to like, there's got to be some spirit of planetary in there and there's not, but we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. That's not good. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I really want to make this clear. I don't think that's good. Yeah. And I don't think this book is good either. I just think, I just think. Energy wise, this is what I want from comics, even if everything else about it was was not uh, up to snuff. Yeah, I I get what Vince is saying. And while I don't agree that he I I continually do think that his take on Outsiders is just a little harsh. I get I do get what he's saying. And I, I think that, like, especially, you know, this is like broken record DC3 stuff. But, you know, this is. Honestly, like weird faces aside, this is what a flashbook should kind of look like. Agreed. Yes. Yes. You know, um, and the, the energy is there and it is. I don't love how some of these characters are portrayed, but I do love how they're configured and being used together. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so in a way, I do think that they are like going for a thing. But it does feel it's just. Ah, it is like a bunt or a single. I, you know, yeah. I, I'll I'll agree with that. Um, but th- but that's that's okay too. You know what I mean? That's that's. Oh yeah, they, they don't all have to be home runs. I, yeah. I I the the thing that bothers me about this is just like if you're going to go for that that low that low stakes type of a of a of a of a victory you have to do it well like nothing is more embarrassing yeah. than trying to do something simple and fucking it up yes i i agree all outsiders one is more embarrassing but yes <laughs> uh, zach i know you think i'm you know perhaps being hyperbolic but reading that comic i wanted to walk in front of a bus <laughs> Well, as someone who's never once been hyperbolic in his life, I I don't I don't understand, but sure. <laughs> Just it made me want to set myself on fire. Exactly. There we, it's a great arrest development pilot <laughs> joke right there. Yeah. Is that my blouse? <laughs> yeah. Uh well, um free at last. <laughs> obviously the blue is land. Um anyway, okay. What's coming out next week, Vince? Ah, fuck. <laughs> Brian, how dare you? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. How come I always have it open and you don't? <laughs> you you just did that so fast. I keep, I, I open it before the show. He'll agree. I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Batman Off World number one, Batman Superman World's Finest 21, Catwoman 59, Green Lantern War Journal 3, Harley Quinn Black, White, and Red are five, Hawk Girl five, Jay Garrick the Flash number two, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number two, Justice Society of America number seven, Nightwing 108, Static Shadows of Dakota number seven, Superman eight, Titans five, Titans Beast World Evolution reprinted shit number one. Wonder Woman number three. Damn, that's a lot of comics. It is. It is. If you want to hear us talk about even more comics, then go to patreon.com slash freecast and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Are you back, Brian? I am, yes. Are you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to rock and roll. Here we go. Let's rock. <clears throat> Let's roll. When are we going to do a Twin Peaks watch through for the show? <laughs> <laughs>